eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to Full 10 Yards Fantasy Football Podcast. edition of the full 10 yards fantasy podcast you are joined by your host me david davenport and we've also got in the room as ever rob and james rob how are you doing my friend yeah hello david nice to speak to you again and looking forward to this episode um it's been a long week for me early starts late finishes but uh if i stay awake for this episode uh, if, if i go quiet from me it's either internet connection like last week genuinely was an internet connection last week <laughs> I, I i listened back and you all ripped me for it but no if i go quiet you might just need to uh shout with me or something if i if i doze off yeah <laughs> james how about yourself i'll stop basking in the glow of tags from the previous episode but um nah that's all good over here thank you good stuff well well rob i'm hoping that the episode is at least engaging enough to try and uh, <laughs> to keep you awake <laughs> i this is a good one coming up so uh i'm you have I, to be I awake think for this one. Oh yes there's gonna be no chance of sleeping actually well this episode we will be doing a live mock draft which i am so excited for it is um it's going to be really fun between the three of us so we've done something quite interesting we have put the scoring settings of this league to the twitter poll we have let you as the listener decide as to how we shall be drafting tonight and yeah we've got some we've got some interesting choices out there it'll be the three of us we've um we will each be choosing our position in the draft for each other in a second and we're going to be drafting up against 9 ai in a 12 team league so that is the first setting. It was quite a uh, quite a whitewash on the number of teams. It, it won the vote by 78.6% of the 12-team league. The next most popular thing was the no tight end premium. So there will be no tight end premium tonight, even though 66% of you wanted a, a full PPR league for the draft. Superflex. It was a 60-40 vote in favour of the Superflex. So we will be, well, you'd, you'd think that we're going for the, for the two QBs in the starting lineup. So expect to see a a run of quarterbacks going early in this draft. No kickers. 55% of you did not want any kickers in this draft, which uh, I'm sure the guys who kickers matter will not be very happy about. <laughs> and finally, IDP. There was a choice between no, no way, and definitely not, and uh, no one, <laughs> no one with a, a vote of 53.8%. So... They're just a quick snapshot of the league settings. We should be completing this on Sleeper and we should be talking about each of the picks that get made. So without further ado, Rob, would you like to choose the draft position that James will be selecting in this draft, please? Uh, James, I would like you to pick from the eighth position, please. Fantastic. And James, where am I to pick in this draft? Oh, I'm just going to be mean and put you at 12 on the on the turn. Oh, on the turn. That's all I ever seem to draft at the moment. And <laughs> I think the most interesting position in a Superflex is going to be the third pick. So, Rob, that is where you will be drafting tonight. Okay. So, gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah, just to clarify, is this, is it standard half four PPR? I couldn't remember what you said there. It's full PPR. Full PPR. Okay, interesting. Full okay. PPR. We didn't get a single vote for zero PPR. 
No, it's, it's, that was like, go back to the 90s if you wanted to play a standard <laughs> football. <right? laughs> okay, let's begin. So, the first two picks of the full 10 yards fantasy. Shock, horror. In, and it will take no genius to work out that the first overall pick was Christian McCaffrey and the second was indeed Saquon Barkley. So, any surprises there, Rob James, for the first two picks? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I, I think ninety nine percent of drafts are starting like this, so no surprises. Um, okay, sitting on the uh, on the pick at, at three, uh, obviously you, you all know who I'm staring down here: Kamara, uh, Zeke Elliott. Um, if I wanted to take Michael Thomas here, I don't. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go running back, and it's going to be uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who is um, my I think. PPR, he is my currently my RB2 just ahead of Saquon Barkley. So I am well happy getting Ezekiel Elliott at number three. Interesting, interestingly, the ninth player on, on the sleeper application for this for this settings. And Patrick Mahomes was the favourite player to go at that pick. So no surprise to see him go at 1.4, closely followed by Alvin Kamara at 1.5. And then two more QBs. I'm surprised to see here Deshaun Watson go ahead of Lamar Jackson at 1.6 and 1.7. But that ties us nicely onto 1.8 where we see James select. So James, we've seen running backs, wide rec- uh, running backs and quarterbacks go so far. Who are you selecting at 1.8? Now, this is, I was hoping Lamar would fall there, if I'm being honest. Um, I, Deshaun Watson came was a bit of a shocker. Um, it's in Superflex. It's one of the only times where I will draft a premium QB early on. But uh, I've sort of I've, one of my own rules is if Mahomes and Lamar have gone, uh, they're the only two QBs I will think of drafting in round one. Uh, so that's them out. Uh, I have the perennial do I don't I with Dalvin Cook available, um, and. The more this sort of you know coronavirus and everything and lack of preseason rumbles on, the sort of less sure I am about anything because people have multiple reasons for giving up on the season now. Um, and since we're going PPR, I think I am going to go for my number one wide receiver in Michael Thomas. So that is going to be the pick. The PPR machine himself. And then you you stumbled over Darwin Cook as to whether you take him or not. He went at one point nine. Devontae Adams was the second wide receiver off the board. And just like you, James, I am gutted to see Russell Wilson go at the 11th of the roll spot. So quarterbacks on the turn. I don't feel like reaching for either Kyler Murray or, or Dak Prescott at this point. So I really think that I'm going to have to go for the, the running back wide receiver double here. I'm, I'm tempted to go double running back, to be honest, as um, some zero RBers out there may, may hate to hear. But I am going to go for Josh Jacobs. It'll be no surprise if you listen to I knew that was episode. coming. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill. I think he's got a great chance at being number one wide receiver this year. And I'm glad to get him at the third wide receiver off the board. So that did start a little bit of a wide receiver run. We quickly had DeAndre Hopkins go at the 2.2 spots. Uh, Nick Chubb went at 2.3. And that was followed by Julio at 2.4 which leads us nicely on to you, James, at the 2.5 pick. So just for the listeners to understand, the sort of headline acts on my list at the moment, if, you, if I want to go running back, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones. If it's quarterback, Kyler Murray or Dak, 
and wide receiver, you've got Chris Godwin. Uh, let's ignore Godwin because I got my wide receiver one early in Michael Thomas. So <laughs> Kyler and Dak is an interesting proposition, but in a PPR league and in you know a world where running back, you know running backs that are particularly effective is quite rare. I am going to go for Austin Eckler. I just have a feeling that he, he in standard leagues I'm a bit more wary, but in a PP, in a full PPR league I am going to take Austin Eckler as an RB1 happily if it's going to pair it with Michael Thomas. So that's two high scorers early on. Yeah, I think a big season in store for, for Austin Eckler. And James, it's as if you've got into the brain of Sleeper. All the players that you just discussed there have gone next. So we've got Dak Prescott, uh, Derek Henry, Kyler Murray and Chris Godwin in that in that run there. So all those players that you mentioned and the, the two premium quarterbacks left, if, if you like. Have gone, so we're going to have to go a little bit deeper in the next round, which goes back to to two ten. Uh, Rob, you selected Zeke in the first round. Mm. What are you looking to do here? I was really hoping either Dak or Kylo were going to fall. Um, I thought they might do, considering after James's pick, uh, there was the three of the four teams that are picking in between James and I. Uh, three of them are taking quarterbacks in the first round, so I thought there was a good chance that I might get one of Dak or Kyler, but both of them have gone off the board, uh, which, like you just said, that, that's your that's the top kind of uh, tier for me. Um, okay, well, the top tier is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but the next tier down, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, they're all gone. So now it's, you know, I could take Allen here, which I'm going to do, Josh Allen. Um, I think that it's just to, in a Superflex League, I like to get the the running upside quarterbacks. And I think for me, Josh Allen is a top 10 quarterback for me. Um, I don't want to take Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Matt Ryan here. Um, so yeah, Josh Allen is is my pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in my one quarterback and I'm not going to worry about quarterbacks a little bit later now. I think that's the great thing about a Superflex is that you go get your number one quarterback early and then there are that, those guys a little bit later on in your draft whereby you, you can experiment a little bit and you, you're getting some great value in some potential quarterbacks, especially yeah. in best ball leagues. I find that best ball Superflex, um, you can really just throw some darts at some quarterbacks that you know are going to score you 30 points. 35 points in some weeks and not do so well in, in others. And in best ball, it's, it's one of those where you can then just rely on a, a running back or a wide receiver to take that super flex spot because of the nature of best ball. Now, here's an interesting one. We've seen our first tight end off the board, and it is not Travis Kelsey. I'm very surprised to see that George Kittle has gone at 3.1 after uh, Kenny Golladay and Mike Evans. Did anyone expect to see him as the first tight end off the board? Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. I, I always see Kittle as tight end one at the moment. It's in in a world where you're pretty confident Tyreek Hill is going to play. Kelsey's upside from last year isn't as high. It's still high. We've still got Patrick Mahomes, but Kittle proved he's a bit of a beast with Devo out and not exactly the cavalry coming at wide receiver yet. I mean, you've got Ayuk, obviously. Um, I'll keep banging his drum, but Kittle's such a number one threat that if yeah. Kittle doesn't come good the 49ers are going to struggle there's not a massive difference for me between Kelsey and Kittle I think I've got them looking at my PPR rankings there's eight points between them and then between George Kittle um, and Zach Ertz there's nearly 40 points so those two are well above in the tier of their own but either one I I mean you're, you're splitting hairs really 
Yeah, and of, co- of course, fantasy, the position that a player gets drafted all depends on the percentage above average. So it's not how many fantasy points are they going to score in a season. Otherwise, you would see quarterback, 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 quarterback to start off your draft. Mm-hmm. It is all about the percentage above the average that these players are going to score. So, Rob, as you've just mentioned there, with them being 40 points above the third place, they yeah. really do stand up in a league of their own, Kittle and Kelsey, which is why we've seen them, well, we've seen Kittle go so far. And if it's not Kelsey here, I don't want to do any spoilers. We're not going to see Kelsey too far away. So, Rob, I hope I've not just ruined the pick. Who are we going to see at 3.3? No, you haven't ruined the pick because there's still uh, one of my elite options at running back um, available on the board. Um, Now, I did go Ezekiel Elliott with my first pick and obviously Josh Allen with my second. Um, But for me, this year in fantasy football, the wide receiver position is, is so deep for me. I am finding top quality starting prospects uh, in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round for what wide receiver. So I just my personal strategy this year when I'm when I'm on a draft board is I'm leaving the wide receivers till later. I'm grabbing those all important running backs early doors. So with that in mind, um, the the top pick for me on my draft board here is Joe Mixon. Um, obviously, you know we, we know his quality. He's got a lot of talent in an offense which can only get better, and he was good last year. So um, I'm really looking forward to Joe Mixon this year. PPR suits him well. I think he'll get a good amount of passing um, passing work this year. So yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon is my pick. Yeah, definitely. With Joe Burrow, as the NFL preseason develops, seeing less and less time that these players are going to be together. Of course, Joe Burrow is talented enough to be able to come into the league and make an impact day one. But the less preseason that we see, the more the Bengals will rely on Joe Mixon to, to look after Joe Burrow. So I think that is a very good pick there. And yeah, there we go. Straight after Travis Kelsey, 3.4. It's as if we we knew what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're quickly followed by Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette and Amari Cooper, which leaves you, James, at 3.8. You've already, already got the number one scoring wide receiver from last year and Austin Eckler. Who are you going for at 3.8? It's put me in a tough spot in terms of if you go by ADP, so this is where you probably have to play a bit of ignore the ADP and go by the rules. Um, Cooper Cup is sort of topping the list at the moment, but I'm with Robin that I don't want to stack up on wide receivers early in the draft and then suddenly realise that ah, the elite end running backs have all gone. Yeah. And the you know, the quarterback situation can get out of hand quickly sometimes and sort of Obviously, playing the AI game at the moment, I've got a feeling that there's going to be a bit of a run with the likes of Wentzbury's and Ryan all coming soon, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to concentrate on running back. And the sort of two options I'm staring at at the moment, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, would probably be the two, Kenyon Drake and Le'Veon Bell. Now, I know Kenyon Drake is a topic for debate, shall we say, in the... Mm-hmm. Uh, for 10 yards group chats. Um, some people love him. Some people absolutely hate him. Um, <laughs> I was peeled for a bust article coming next week by this guy here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, it'd be funny now if Dave takes him, but I am going to go, however much I, I've maligned him in the past, but on an offense that is good, does run the ball quite heavily. And even though they have a terrible offensive line, I always just seem to think Chris Carson's going to do something. Unfortunately, often when I draft him, the thing he does is drop the ball, which does concern me. But 
I have my concerns over Melvin Gordon in a new offense where Fert Lindsay is still there and I don't think he's going to just take all of his production straight away. So I just cannot get behind Melvin Gordon. And I also know he's had injuries in the past and this seems to be uh, just, just the move to Denver just does not feel right to me. So I've been avoiding him like the plague. Bell, it would be too much of a jump. And Drake, I still think it's too much of a jump at, in the third for the level of risk that I'm sure Rob will happily talk about in his article later on. So uh, look out for that. But yeah, Chris Carson's the one I'm going for, getting two running backs early. Yeah, and we, we've spoken about running backs this week amongst the, the full 10 yards fantasy crew. And it really drops off a cliff. You've got your 12, 13, 14 running backs that are going to be the workhorses for their team. But then after that, it really does fall off a cliff. So it's so important to be going out and getting your running backs early. And there's been so much talk on Twitter this year about how the zero RB strategy is not the one to deploy this year, whereby you wouldn't take any running backs. You'd concentrate on your wide receivers and then get some later round guys. But no, this year in a year where we're probably going to see a high percentage of running plays compared to normal because of the time that NFL offenses have had to, to prepare for this season. We're going to see a lot more running and it's going to really, really matter that you're getting your hands on these, these star guys. So yeah, Chris Carson, um, as long as he can sort out his fumbles, will will serve you well, James. And then again, your crystal ball has predicted that Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz have, have gone off the board very quickly, as well as Cooper Cup, who was the other player that you that you talked about. Now, getting to the turn, I always forget just how long it is between picks when you're on the turn. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll grab them next round. So quarterbacks here, I've got to sort my quarterback out because I haven't so far, and I've got to sort out my running back too. And... The two players that I like most in these positions are on the same team. So we've got Matt Ryan as the quarterback for Atlanta and Todd Gurley as the running back for Atlanta. So the internal dilemma now is, do I double up and take the Falcons duo? I'm going to lock in Matt Ryan. I think he's poised for a potential top five season. I think everyone being on the Hayden Hurst, Calvin Ridley hype train, means that these these targets are coming from somewhere. So Ryan is going to have a, a great season. And now, as far as running back goes, I feel a bit embarrassed now to be taking Kenyon Drake, so I'm not going to. Thanks for that, James. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do it. I'm going to double up and go Todd Gurley. So that sorts me out for my running back two and my quarterback one. We then see Melvin Gordon, Drew Brees and Odell Beckham Jr. go, who has commented, if you listen to the show a few shows back, I mentioned about the, the index where the more blonde that Odell Beckham's hair is, the more fantasy production he will give you. And he's come out and said it himself this week that his, blo- his hair is as blonde as it's ever been and he's feeling himself again. So um, I'm hoping that metric goes through. <laughs> he's feeling himself doesn't mean what I think it means, does it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's a family show. Rob. It's a family show. <laughs> oh dear! And then we get back to the quarterbackless James at four point five. It's got to be time now, surely. Do you know what? I've I, I've had a, I've had a bit of a look forward. I've sort of tried to strategize a few rounds ahead, and I am going to. Well, this is what mock drafts are for. I'm going to experiment, and I'm not going to go quarterback here. In fact. I am even thinking about going against some advice of before and actually going for Kenyon Drake. 
I mean, there may have been some slight bluff tactics going on there in order to make sure <laughs> no one else took him. But no, there is there is going to be. I, I might as well start the grenade of conversation going here. In that, I think Kenyon Drake, despite the questionable O line and the fact it's an air raid offense, I still think he showed he showed his production at the end of last year, and he's never really had. You know, let's be honest, Miami didn't do him any favors. And now he's been given a bit of a leash to break free. I can just see it happening. There's so few offenses, especially if you look further down the list, where you know everyone, every running back, I think, has a black flag against them, either due to scheme fit, due to other players, etc. So you just have to sort of go with what little data we have. And Kenny Drake at least did have that spell at the end of our season, which is near enough, probably all that's going to be potentially relevant after the coronavirus is finished and we've had no preseason. Um, but I just have that feeling that he is actually going to break out. I not, I don't feel confident enough in the third round, but at four point five, yeah, let's go for it. Rob, Rob. I think you may have to mute your microphone here to save you ruining the article <laughs> and completely <laughs> spoiling it for everybody. No, th- I mean, no. Th- there is a point. Th- there is a point where any player in the top 30, 40, 50 uh, is is a is a, a good price you know if you're telling me like if Michael Thomas doesn't fall to the second round you know you know there is a point where any player can fall to which is a good point uh, for me 4.5 Kenya Drake in a 12 team PPR league I probably would say that's acceptable so you you get a pass hey! James <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that that's the, that's the thing every, every player has their passes like you can say that you know that's why I hate undraftables kind of ideas where people say, I'm not drafting this player. They're every player you will draft if they go far enough down, yeah. unless they literally are, you know, end of the draft, you know, you, you're, you're fine around flyer kind of thing. Everyone yeah. in the early picks has, there is a point where you just cannot refuse the value, even if you hate the player. Yeah, agree. And then we head into a little bit of a wide receiver run with Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen and T.Y. Hilton going in quick succession. The next quarterback off the board is Baker Mayfield. And that leaves you, Rob, without mm. a wide receiver so far. at Yes, and I am in quite the predicament at the moment. Um, I did uh, mention earlier that I'd, I'd love the wide receiver depth uh, sort of picks at, at <laughs> seven four to nine. And I'm sticking with that. Uh, but, however, there are two players on the board that are still in uh, top tens for me in their positions. That is Le'Veon Bell, who is currently my running back eight in PPR, because I think he's going to have a good year PPR-wise. I can't, you know, there's not that many options in in the in New York Jets. He's going to be used. I think he's going to be used a lot. Um, but also my wide receiver seven in PPR is Alan Robinson. He's still on the board. Um, so, Logic dictates that I'm sitting here in a PPR league without any wide receivers that I should probably take Alan Robinson. But I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell just because I I think that uh, I think running back depth is way more important. And I'm sticking with my guns saying that I can get some good wide receivers in the middle rounds. Yeah, you've got three potential running back bell cows there in Zeke, Joe Mixon and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Alan Robinson, as you've just mentioned, has gone in the turn, as well as Debo Samuel and Tyler Lockett at receiver. 
which leaves you still receiverless at mm-hmm. 5.3. Who are you going for? Well, good news is I, I'm not a massive fan of really the, the next tier of running backs. So it's going to be somewhere else. Now, do I go and pick up my second quarterback? I'm just having a quick look through through the list there. Uh, there is not many good quarterbacks left um i'm not gonna lie but i think i'll be happy with a couple later on uh tight end i could take zach Ertz here he is my tight end three i think he's going to get peppered with targets now that alshon is probably going to be starting on the pup list where you know deshaun jackson's twitter around a couple of weeks ago we're still unsure on his role jaden is a rookie i think zach Ertz is going to get a lot of targets so I am going to pick Zach Ertz and remain wide receiverless in this draft. The zero WR approach. Zero WR approach. Which takes us up to 5.8. James, you are quarterbackless and you say it's your bold strategy in a super flex league. You've got to take one now, surely? Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's, let's let this experiment continue. I'm having fun. Um, so... I also am going to play the tight end card because I've got I my tight end three is Mark Andrews, um, which is where it's interesting. Ertz and Goddard, I think, are going to split quite a bit this season, but I think they're both going to be heavily relevant. Yeah, I've I've kind of got both of them in my top six. Yeah, they're both um, in my top eight, so I'm, I'm with you yeah. there. Goddard, Goddard's in quite a bit of a logjam, but I just have Mark Andrews ahead. Um, just because of how effective it was last season and how Lamar was just racking up points and they weren't all on the ground and yeah. they weren't all to Marquise Brown. So I can't, he, will, he may well regress, but I think even a regressed Mark Andrews scores a heap of points. So I'm going to get my tight end early while I've got the upper echelon and just let everything else come to me. Fair enough. Bold. Beautiful. And I've just had a look at the AI who's picking at nine, and they've gone four wide receivers in their first five picks with Julio, Cooper Cop, Odell Beckham, and Stefan Diggs. Maybe we can set up a trade after the, after the mock's done. <laughs> yeah, the, the AI intelligence level still leaves a lot to be desired occasionally. <laughs> and here we are. We find myself at the turn again at 5-12 and 6-1. And this may... I like your team. I like your team, David, so far. I do. I do too. And I'm going to pull the trigger on somebody else who I think is going to be a top five QB this year. And that is Matthew Stafford. I'm delighted to be able to get him here. I didn't think he would, he would last that turn. And with the options that he's got in Detroit this year, I think it's the year that they finally click. And I think him and Ryan have got the potential to both be top five QBs. So... Certainly, if that plays out for me in this league, that would be that would be beautiful. And is it too early for that wide receiver too? I've already got Tyreek Hill in there, so I'm perhaps after somebody who gets those receptions just to to bump up the the PPR score. However, AJ Brown's name is screaming itself to me. <laughs> I've got Keenan Allen as the PPR option or AJ Brown as the more bust option. We're in a PPR league. But I'm a gambler. So <laughs> he's taken off the board as my wide receiver too. I'm going to get weeks where Hill and Brown put up 70 points and then I'm going to get weeks where they put up five. Point seven. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll 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 roll the dice. We'll uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Which takes us back to the still quarterbackless James at six point five. Does the experiment continue? Um, oh, I'm now having to think because Tom Brady is there and he's still here now, and he's. I've, I've been struggling to place him in this because when you have an offense that it consists of Mike Evans mm-hmm. and Chris Godwin, you've got to feel like the quarterback's going to be relevant. And Brady, yeah, let's be honest, he's gonna. He's got more weapons than he had in New England, so the regression might bump the other way. And I know he's been keen to prove himself. I think this is where the experiment ends, and however much I hate myself for drafting Tom Brady, I'm actually going to do it. So yeah. Brady, Brady off the board at 6-5. And then you see the, the quarterback that goes next is his mentor. Well, sorry, not his mentor, the, the guy he made. The Apprentice. The Apprentice, that's the mm-hmm. word I was looking for, is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, which takes us back to 6-10 and the wide receiverless Rob. Is his yeah. Receiver. I, I had two guys in my head there that I was going to be auto-drafted at this pick was, was Tom Brady, uh, you took James, and then Keenan Allen, and he went straight after Tom Brady. So back to the drawing board. Now, I do need a second quarterback here, and... This is where strategy comes into it because I'm looking at the the two guys who are drafting after me, the one pick and the two pick, neither of which have got quarterbacks. So you've got to assume that in the next four picks before I pick again, that another quarterback is going to go. So with that in mind, I am going to go and I am going to jump on the train that is leaving the station of Drew Locke. Now, I'm not a massive Drew Locke fan, but I think he's got tons of upside. Uh, All them new weapons, I think he could be uh, a really good option in fantasy this year. So I am going to... Slight gamble, because I'm not massively in love with him, but Drew Locke is my pick. You talk about about the... um train leaving the station he as the hype train he is one of my ones to watch mm-hmm. he's so i mean it's not quite a snipe but he was one of the ones i was looking at later as my qb too so yep. yeah i'm well in on lock he's he's very much my one of my tickets to ride but the irony that we've seen here Rob, <laughs> clearly haven't quite got the, the ai logic sorted on the sleeper app like james yep. has We've seen yeah. quarterbacks go in those four picks. Yeah. So teams one and two still being yeah. quarterbackless, and you could have got luck yeah. here, which hindsight <laughs> is a wonderful thing. It is, because I felt for sure Jarvis Landry was coming back to me, and I was more than happy to take him with my next pick. So uh, I think I've been backed into a bit of a corner here. Um, there's no chance I'm not, not drafting a wide receiver here. Um looking down the list there's still some guys I really like so um, I am I am sorry Cincinnati fans but I cannot get on board with AJ Green I think AJ Green has died I am I'm going to draft scary Terry McLaurin because I think he is the out and out wide receiver one for the Washington football team yeah, and kudos to the guy who's been out and trademarked every possibility that Washington could have could have selected because <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going to make yourself a lot of money in the in the next few weeks because yeah. um, 
I refuse to follow a sport that has a franchise called the Washington football team. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to part with a, a lot of so money. Could, so, so in soccer, as in British football, we call everyone FC, and that's totally fine. But football team, just no. Yeah. <laughs> they also just call Washington FT and just try to make it at least slightly close. No, not getting on board with that at all. And <laughs> it's just an excuse to sell further merch and it'd be rare and limited, very, very limited edition. The uh, the one week that they were known that by. So, um, yeah, move so slow from that Let's horrendous, move on, yeah. horrendous decision that's uh, been brought out this year. And we go back to you, James. You've not selected a wide receiver since the first round. You've taken running backs, tight end, and a quarterback since. Are you doubling up on your quarterback, or are you going back to your wide receiver? Or, or something completely different? I'm going wide receiver at this point, because there's a few names on here that I'm still keen on. And I'm also keen on getting back on the boat. I am going to homer this pick as well. And it Sleeper thinks this is a bit of a reach, but looking at my numbers, I'm sort of thinking I'm okay with, with him here at 7.8. And that is Juju. I can't believe I didn't see Juju on the board. Oh, my God. You've got to be... This is a tip for anybody anybody who is using just any app, basically. Look at the ADP, but He's don't so rely down. on it. He's so Juju, far down. Juju is ranked 102 on Sleeper. How is that and, a thing? <laughs> He's lower than, like, Michael Pittman and T. Higgins. <laughs> I and often the, alg- the algorithms will often hyper pick rookies because a lot of rookie only drafts happen yeah, in dynasty leagues and it skews the standings so you cannot trust ADP on a website so you've got to go in with your own strategy and sometimes it's worth trying mock drafts on a few different apps to see where they all differ and then call, and have your own rankings available and then be aware that what platform you're on which players you like are actually lower down because even though uh, even if it is a fully human draft where everyone's there the list they are seeing is the list that is formed by, in this case, Sleeper. Sure. If you, you know, and mentally people will think, well, if I don't pick him there, someone's going to see him and tick him higher. Even if people in that draft also will think someone like Juju is worth a lot higher than 102. So I will quite happily take that mental psycho game win and have Juju as, as my wide receiver too. Seventh round. That is incredible. And I am absolutely pissed that I missed him uh, in the seventh round. <laughs> yeah, if we look at fantasy football calculator, we can see that Juju is currently the wide receiver 11 and his ADP is 309. It's an absolute steal there for you, James. Um, and a great bit of advice is, to, yeah, like you say, to be looking down the list because there are a few anomalies there. And I might be deliberating over my next two picks now to see if... Um, I don't know, someone like Christian McCaffrey has somehow slipped down to um, <laughs> the 150s or something as lucky as that. But no, I was going to go Kareem Hunt with this pick. I think he would be a elite option in PPR leagues this year. I think he's going to get quite a bit of work from the slot, which from a running back would massively help if they can get Nick Chubb in the backfield. However, he went a couple of picks before me. So it's going to be a bit another gamble on the running back front. Uh, we've got Todd Gurley. And I'm going to select Darius Geist. So they might actually have one knee between them. But um, <laughs> we're going to roll the dice and take the take Darius Geist. He's been that quite on Twitter 
uh, in the last couple of weeks. So, um, I don't think he even realised. Sorry, what was what was the roll roll the dice with Darius Geis, and I don't think you even realised like you've got it. Roll the dice with Darius Geis. I'm a poet, and I didn't know it as the, uh, <laughs> as the all round goes. I'm left here feeling now that I do need some more running back security, even though I've, I've taken the the three potential running back ones. But I'm still tight endless. I've still only got the two quarterbacks. Oh, what a choice here! This is where it gets really thrown open. Is it is it too early for Blake? I think if, yes. uh, if Tim was here, if Tim <laughs> was always showing uh, a couple of rounds ago. But here, no, I'm going to go for Devontae Parker as, my choice, as, the, as the third wide receiver on my team. Who will be his quarterback in week one? We don't know, but he finally had his breakout year last year and I'm confident he can push towards a, a top 10 finish again this year. And he will... Again, he's one of those that relies on his uh, long yards per catch, so it's not a great PPR trio for myself, but here's hoping that we'll get 90 points in one week and we'll, we'll forget about the weeks that I get five points at wide receiver. James, we go back to you at 8.5. Who have you got? Um, weighing up to whether to go wide receiver again or whether to deal with my what is about to be super flex, my second quarterback. Philip Rivers is sort of screaming at me at the moment. Taking Indy is still going to be very much passing team, and Rivers is still up there in ability level. Um, you've got to take the few times he's going to give it away, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Rivers here because the, the sort of we're, we're going tiers down when it comes to running backs and wide receivers now, and I can't quite find another drop down diamond in the sleeper line, so it's going to be Rivers. I'm just quickly trying to um, work out the average age of your quarterback room so far, but I didn't learn this many numbers. At <laughs> uh, <to> be, <laughs> the average um, age of your quarterback room is 40, with 42-year-old Tom Brady and 38-year-old Philip Rivers. Drew um, Brees as well. He's pushing up there. Yeah. I've, I, I should I should have picked Oh, sorry. I, 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 <laughs> sorry, you're talking about James's fantasy team. Sorry. I apologise. I, I missed the boat there. Yeah, <laughs> I won't worry about it. It's uh, it's all right. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go grab um, Ryan Fitzpatrick later, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can do a trade with uh, with the Drew Brees. Where did where did he go in the end? Um, Drew Brees is going quite early, especially in superflexes. Um, he went at four three in this one. So that you say the uh, the team that drafted tenth has got Rogers and Brees as their duo. So. Um, that's 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 that a few years ago would have been like your sort of 1.4 and 1.6. So how times change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not the youngest quarterback room there either, but still younger than your quarterback room, James. So we go back to Rob at 8.10. Who have you got? Uh, well, considering the money sitting there with one wide receiver, I think it would be rude not to draft another receiver. However... I do like the fact that there are two running backs sitting here that are quite high up on my board, uh, which is Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I am definitely rising on over the last couple of weeks, and my very own Jonathan Taylor, who is quite literally the best thing since sliced bread, although I do think he's going to take a few weeks 
before he is the out and out runner. But I have all got three wide receiver, uh, three running backs, so I could draft Jonathan Taylor and not even worry about it until he gets the starting role, or I could continue to add to my wide receiver room, which I think is the wise thing to do. Um, do you know what? I am going to kind of reach a little bit. I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk here because um, I I just like his spot in San Francisco. I think, James, you mentioned it, touched on it earlier when we were talking about Kittle. Uh, Brandon Ayuk's got a great chance to, to have a really good season despite being a rookie. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to jump on board with, with, with Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, for San Francisco to trade back up into the first round to select him, you know that Shanahan's just got that knack for seeing players that are going to be well utilised in his offence. So Brandon Ayuk is going to have a stellar season there. So a nice addition to your wide receiver room. Couple of quarterbacks on the turn with a with Rojo and Julian Edelman thrown in. So who are you going for at nine point three? Yeah. Yeah, that for that team one and team two, they've just literally just started to take their quarterbacks now. So they have waited till the eighth round in a super flex league, which is in my opinion, I thought, far too late. <laughs> and I thought I was leaving oh, it. Like, my experiment. Yeah, exactly. They have experimented to the max. Um, so, yeah, just picking up what I was saying earlier, uh, Jonathan Taylor is my pick here because, uh, again, I think he's absolutely quality. And I think give him maybe four or five weeks and he'll be the, the bell cow for, for Indy. So um, I'm happy to, to draft him. He's going to sit on my bench for the first few weeks to see what his role is. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've got three running backs ahead of him. Don't have to worry about it. And I'm happy to grab um, and keep adding to my wide receiver room uh, later in the draft. Yeah, no doubt in there that as a running back four on your team, that's a, that's a great pick. Which leads us on back to James at 9.8. How are you going to pick here? Now, I think I'm going to add to my running back depth as well. I've already got Eckler, Carson and Drake, which still feels pretty solid. But I am going, it's, it feels a slight gamble with everything that's gone on, but he's got to this point. I'm going to go Raheem Mostert because I still think he comes back to San Francisco and plays a key role in that offense because it's frankly better than being unemployed, which is what would happen if he did mm-hmm. keep trying to insist on leaving because no one in this climate is going to give him a better contract than what he has. So... I think he will come back and I think he will still play the same role if almost better now that Breeder's gone as well. There's one less question mark in that running back room. So I am going to take Raheem Mostert here. Yeah, and I'd, I'd got him in a lot of leagues before the news broke that he'd had the, the disagreement with regards to his contract and requested the trade. And I think it damages his his workload slightly headed into this year. But as you say, he's not going to get a better workload anywhere else. And with with Breeder leaving, we're never going to get a true uh, bell cow with with a Shanahan offense. But I think Moster is certainly going to be the the number one ball carrier there. And all you've got to do is look back to that game against Green Bay in the playoffs to see what the guy is capable of. And in the ninth round, that that is a good value pick. And as Chris Tarrant used to say, that's all we've got time for today. We will have to complete this in another episode, leaving you on an absolute nail-biter there. It's gone well so far, but we go into everybody's favourite segment. It is time for... Trade of the Day. 
and James, we will go for you first. We have got a 10-team Superflex Dynasty League. On one side of the ball, we have got Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, and Darren Waller. And on the other side, we have got Josh Jacobs and George Kittle. Who are you going for? Oh, Alan Cup Waller versus Jacobs and what was it again? Kittle. And Kittle. Ooh. So we're not we're not we're not dealing with small fry here. We're dealing with um, well everything. So again, I it, roster depth would be important because in a super flex, Josh Allen feels like the linchpin in this trade, albeit. Uh, Josh Jacobs being the one running back involved. Um, ooh, I'd, in, in a superflex league, I think I would. Josh Allen feels like in you know enough high end of a quarterback to feel like he's the linchpin in this trade. I mean, if you just go by the by the mock that we've done, Jacobs was a first rounder, Allen was a second rounder, Cup was second, Kittle was second, Waller was, shall we say, a little bit further down the line. So, but he's still relevant enough. He's not that much of a downgrade from Kittle that it would put me off. So I'd go for the Alan Cup Waller side. Yeah, me too. Like you say, in the Superflex League, having that, well, you've got to assume this would become your quarterback one um, in, in Josh Allen. And, and if it isn't, even better. Yeah, exactly. And we're, we're assuming that this is a PPR league as well. And Cup and Waller, you've got to think there's 200 receptions there between the two of them. So I'm fully agreeing with you on that one now Rob we've got mm. a 12 team one quarterback standard scoring league right okay and it's all tight ends it's not a tight end premium but on one side of the ball we have got Zach Ertz and a 2022 second round pick and on the other side we've got a Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett and 2022 first uh, first round pick so we've got a double tight end Ram. Um, I'd probably go for the Rams and the first first overall pick, to be honest. Um, yeah, Tyler Higby had a really good end of the season. So um, he seems to have got the, the rapport with, with Jared Goff there. So you could be getting a top 10, uh, potentially a top 10 tight end in fantasy. We know that that middle group of tight ends from maybe tight end eight to tight end 18 is a really tight group of clustered um, tight ends. So it, it only takes a couple of extra touchdowns for Higby to, to break into that next tier. Uh, and you're getting a first overall pick um, in a couple of years' time. So, uh, yeah, I, I would go probably Tyler Higby there. Yeah, I think definitely the, the drop-off from the uh, second-round pick – well, so the move-up from the second-round pick to the first off counteracts that um, uh, drop-off down to Higby nicely. Yeah. But I guess it is always worth remembering in these kind of trades where you are doing an uneven amount of players. So it all depends who you have to drop if you are the team that is receiving the two players. So if you've got a, a star-studded roster, who are you having to drop to, to accommodate the two Rams tight ends? Whereas if you've got some cannon fodder in there, then of course, yeah, you're going to be wanting the pick and the, the slight drop-off on the tight ends. So mm-hmm. that was Trade of the Day. Uh, you've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. Don't forget you can find us at F10Y Fantasy. James, where can we find you on the old Twitter? Yeah, I am, as always, I'm available on at NFL Hype Train. So the Hype Train will, well, the uh, Scott Fishbowl has now ended. 
Um, so I still need to post the results because it was quite slow, which for the train set division was hardly unsurprising. But um, I've got a lot of other drafts coming up and hopefully I'll be starting to write a little bit more and be able to add a bit more content. So uh, keep your eyes on the trains. Oh, you can say ice peels. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a better railway segue and then to leave you hanging on the peel, but now You should have said, oh, don't get derailed. Oh, I need my own hashtags, guys. <laughs> I've just made you a drop. What else do you want? <laughs> True. And Rob, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FFBritBaller. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, eyes peeled because next week is my uh, my bust piece, uh, my undesirable draft picks. Uh, so that is, it's worth a look because there will be some chatter about that, I am sure. And we've already had a little sneak peek with the Kenyan Drake mm-hmm. discussion tonight. So the full 10 yards season guide is well on the way. The fantasy guys are doing their bit to populate that. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. I've been David Davenport. You can find me on Twitter at Dav underscore F10Y. Thank you very much. And we'll see you very, very soon. been listening to the full 10 yards fantasy podcast you can find us on twitter at f10y fantasy and over on our website www.full10yards.com where we cater to all of your american football needs from nfl general fantasy football college football and even brit ball thanks for listening and remember folks keep those eyes peeled